All right, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in Yehovah's sight. He is our strength and our redeemer, and it is in his name, which is his authority, that we pray, praise, proclaim, project, and protect today's message. Amen. Hola, mi nombre es Kofi. ¿Cómo está? Bonjour, je m'appelle Kofi. Ça va? Ni hao. Namaste. Osaya anaketuwea, Ohio. I see you. Manut. Kamsa. Kamsamida. Aloha. Wagwan. Jambu, mi bini kofi, ni nefra kukatana nawewe, akwaaba, madaase, etese, boker to, boker tab, bakwaratav, barakalad sham yechava, aanai kohelet kofi, kohelet at servants of Christ, mashanam khe. Hello everybody, I'm Pastor Kofi, Pastor Servants of Christ, where we are always changing lives one mind at a time, but being the voice of the voices and speaking the unspoken. Thank you for joining us again on today. Uh, we appreciate your presence. I uh, had a day off yesterday, so coming back in front of you again today. And prayerfully, all is well with everybody in the room. We appreciate you. Um, thank you for being on with us. We're honored to be in your presence. We are glad and grateful and delighted to continue this series, Expect the Blessing. We've been using the Roman road to do so. We'll get ready to get started in just a little bit. Um, in the meantime, though, once again, we give all honor and praise to the Most High. We give all praise and honor to him for my wife, the Honorable Maya, who lives a life that's able to be honored. As always, you can check her out on TikTok, YouTube, her website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A-N-D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish. She is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist, biologist by degree. And we're thankful and grateful for everything that she does for the community, for the diaspora, and what the Most High has, um, in fact, um, planned for us as a group through her. Um, also, to remember, there is now a Bloom and Flourish uh, WhatsApp group. So if you'd like to be part of that, you can. So you can get different things and, and see different things that are coming out or even get different, um, you know, uh, quotes that might help you with some ways of uh, making sure that you take care of your body, things of that nature, reminding you of your spiritual uh, reality so that your spiritual is manifesting great things into the physical, through the soul. So if you'd like to be able to be part of that, let us know, and we'll get you that information ASAP. Thank you, everybody, for coming over for prayer um, service. So I apologize for being a little bit late, but we were in prayer and in the prophetic word, and, and so um, we're thankful and grateful for you guys for being there with us today and coming on over. And um, once again, apologize for being a little late, but we um, allowed the Holy Spirit to have her way. Um, we're excited to get into this word and continue after this day off. Praise Yehovah. Hopefully all is well with you guys. Check out um, Sister Beverly, BevsBodyButter.com. Don't forget about Sister Beverly, BevsBodyButter.com. Um, don't forget about uh, uh, Brother Jermaine, uh, clothing, SOC, um, you know, the, the sweatshirts, the t-shirts, different things that he has for men, women, different colors. You can re reach him at JermaineInsurance at gmail.com. Or if you're a Facebook friend of his, reach him through there. If you want more information as far as the number to text or something like that, just get in touch with us. We'll make sure we give you that information. Please make sure that you're checking out the... Uh, all the different places on social media for updates, things that are going on. Sisters who are interested in going on the, on the um, meetup and on the cruise excursion later on this year, uh, please make sure you sign enough for that. Brothers who are interested in meeting together, we talked a little bit about that in Brothers, our, um, our, our men's meeting. I think this last Saturday, right? I believe <laughs> time flies. So, um, if you would like to, uh, if you have a suggestion or something like that, let us know because basically by the time we hit the first Saturday of March, I would like to kind of just already have a mindset of this is exactly what we're going to do. Um, and we thank you guys. Don't forget ministerial staff as well, who we're going to actually be talking a lot about today in the Word. Ministerial staff, do not forget that we had moved our meeting from last Thursday to this Thursday. So it's very important. 
It's imperative, I would even say, that if you can make it, please be on this one. I will try to record it. No promises. I don't usually record the meetings, but I get that we all have our own schedule and stuff. But if we can, please, man, please, sir, we ask that you be there um, to make sure there's certain things as far as governance and how we're going to run things um, even more structured organizationally. We would ask for you guys to join us there. All right. So I think I made, I think I hit just about everything. We thank you guys. Thank you for the testimonies from this rising. Thank you, Minister Nice, for leading us in prayer. Thank you to everybody. We appreciate you all. All right. We're going to get ready to go to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 13. We're going to start at verse 1. If you can turn to Romans chapter 13, verse 1, we're going to read verses 1 through 10. And once you have it, say amen. Say, I got it. Say, I'm with you. In the meantime, as we're doing all that, let's go ahead and say hello to everybody. How you doing, Sister Renee? How you doing, Sister Joy? Minister Stephen? Sister Carla? Aaron? Tawana, JP, Victoria, Sister Nadine, Storm, uh, Sister Sheila, Sister Betty, uh, Sister Michelle. Uh, Sister Betty, if you can, after the live session at some point, if you don't mind, maybe reaching out to me and texting me. Um, I know we, we got to pick up on some conversation. I don't know if we would do that today. But also, if you can, if you don't mind, I got some assignments for you as far as some of the stuff you've been helping us with and some of the stuff that i kind of been leaving hanging. I got some assignments for you, if you don't mind, so we can make sure that we... Uh, Continue to do what we need to do as far as hospitality is concerned. Um, how you doing, Minister Naïs? Thank you again for everything that you do. How you doing, Rebecca? How you doing? Um, the, I don't know if I said Tawana yet, but thank you again for being on. If I did, how you doing, Gus? How you doing, Bradley? Um, everybody, Lydar, everybody. Chantel, Flash. Is it uh, Yoon? I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. Unique. Unique. Okay, thanks for being on. Uh, thanks for, uh, today. How you doing, Sister Beverly? How are you doing, uh uh-oh, Minister Tamra, Brother Emmanuel, appreciate you, sir. Everybody who's on, Lottie Dottie, everybody, we appreciate you so very much. I did? Okay, cool. Amen. The other Sister Michelle, we got two Sister Michelles on. Don't forget Urban Royalty, ATL. You can check her out on Sundays in the evening. Thank you, Sister Betty. Appreciate you. All righty, we're going to Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. Amen. Sister Nadine back in the house in the inner spot. Thank you to all the moderators, by the way. You know, but Sister Nadine, we know that you... Be on, be, be on here and be on your time. And so we appreciate you for being, being, being on here today and, and making it through. And we're glad that you're starting to feel better. And um, prayerfully, you, you'll be all the way out of the woods very, very soon. <laughs> Breakfast. Hallelujah. Hey, man, let's go ahead and eat. How you doing? Uh, I think I said Sister Sheila, somebody on here. DB, how you doing? All righty. So anybody who's on, Brother Charlie. Uh, how you doing? Um, if I didn't say hello to you, charge to my head, not to my heart. If you listen to the recording sometime later on, thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast later on on you uh, on podcast later on on Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok as well. We appreciate you. And hopefully we've been able to get some stuff together, hopefully to deal with this signal issue, at least in the location, in the area that I'm in. Uh, we'll be as as weather continues to warm up, but we we literally spent a lot of time yesterday and, and on Tuesday just trying to make sure we kind of get in this signal thing kind of back in order. So prayerfully, we shouldn't have any issues with any of these things or whatever. If so, then it's really, really not on us at this point. It's on it's on social media or whatever. But but I'm trying to cover all loose ends and even things where if I got to bounce to this and bounce to this and bounce to this, we should be all right. Not even using our backup <laughs> that we have as of yet. So. Prayerfully, we shouldn't have any problems. Y'all pray for us, pray with us, and uh, we believe that Yehovah has a word for you. And so stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. All right, here we go. Everybody ready? We're going to go to Romans chapter 13. We're going to start at verse 1. Once you have it, say amen. Say, I got it. Say, I'm with you. And once you have it, if you can put your um, right hand in the air, if you can put your device in the air, if you can put your Bible in the air in the right hand, and just get ready to repeat after me. 
And if you're able to reference the word of Yahweh in some kind of way, including if you are able to stand, we ask that you do so. All right, we got some amens with you, listenings, got it. All right, here we go. This is my Bible. This is my sword. And this will I trust for Yahashvah's Lord. No sword of God shall ever be heard. For this is my Bible. And this is Yah's word. Adsham Yahweh. Aman. Amen. In Yahweh's name. Amen. All right. Here we go. All right. How you doing, Storm? If I didn't say so already. Here we go. So we're, we're going to Romans. Right. We're still in the epistle of Romans. Romans chapter 13. We're going to start at verse 1. And we're going to read verses 1 through 10. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. It reads as follows. And this is coming from the uh, King, 1611 King James Version. It says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of Allah. The powers that be are ordained of Allah. Whosoever, therefore, whosoever, therefore, resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of Allah, the ordained, the law. This is going to be important. Catch this now. Verse 2. Whosoever, therefore, resisteth the power, Resisted the ordinance of Elohim, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Damnation comes from resisting these powers. Stay, stay with me. Verse 3, stay with the word, stay with Paul, stay with the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to Taba works, to righteous works, but to the evil. Wait a minute, for rulers are not a terror to righteous works, but they are a terror to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is taba, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Verse 4, for he that is a minister of Elohim to, to thee for taba, for righteousness, for constitution, for morality, but if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of Elohim, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Hmm. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. Or even for, remember that word conscious even means like even a, a, a modified version. Even if you don't have the most high, you still have something in you. Even if you're not fully there, you have something in you, right? A synthetic even, the synthetic. It's not quite righteous, but even in the synthetic, you should, you should what? You, you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. Verse 6, for this cause, uh-oh, pay you tribute also. For they are Elohim's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything. That's not, that sounds like it's contradictory, but we're going to get into that. So, so verse 7 again, render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything, 
but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Watch this. Verse 9. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, or in the authority of what? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Law matters. I'm sorry. We just finished reading Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. May Yahweh bless thee as you hear this and decide to do it. Law matters, right? Today we're going to talk about ministerial governance. We've had our series. We are still in the midst of it. Expect the blessing coming out of an extreme study and thought process concerning the Roman road. Today we're going to talk about ministerial governance. Now, I know not everybody here is a minister by title, but if we're servants, then you are a minister. But, but, but even today, I'm going to deal with the ministers by title. And so I need you to know this because many people fall under many ministers. Many of us are listening to a lot of different people. But we need to know what's going on. How you doing, Minister Shantae Sister Akita, Cultural Prospect. Yep, Brother Yosef. I missed somebody else who came on. I think it was Warren earlier who came on while I was reading. Um, everybody, thank you for being on all the platforms. Once again, if you're joining us on the podcast, later on from Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok, we appreciate you so very much. And we're thankful and grateful to come before you one more again. How you doing, Joy Boy? And anybody else, if I miss, charge it to my head, not to my heart. We appreciate you. How you doing, Darius? How you doing, Brother Charles? Oh, um... I had to find it. Brother Charles, we were able to pick up the gift that you so graciously blessed us with. Praise Yehovah for you. Um, so, yeah, we were able to get that for you. We appreciate you. And um, uh, I believe I'm led to wear it tomorrow. <laughs> so hopefully you'll see it. And hopefully we'll be in another location if we can be. But prayerfully we'll see it tomorrow. But thank you so much for the blessing. Um, so, yes. So watch this. So what are we talking about today? Ministerial governance. Ooh. Now, this is crucial. How are you doing, Cover Your Six? This is crucial right here. Ministerial governance. Not just governance, but the governance of ministers. Now, I, I must, once again, repent. I must come before you all, as I had to do before the Most High already. And now, how you doing, Brother Jermaine? And now I've got to come before you all again. How you doing, Big Roy? And um, do the same. I must repent. Uh, be safe in your travels, Minister Shante. Uh, I must repent because it's not that I've taught this necessarily however i might have taught this i'll be honest with you i can't remember the holy spirit saying you might have taught it oh, okay i might have taught this i'm not sure i can't remember but i do know i haven't necessarily taught against this which is when you've read these verses before especially romans chapter 13 starting to verse 1 um until you get to verse 4 we really don't even read up to verse 4 and normally we only read these verses to tell people why it is necessary to pray for and lift up and and honor you know your president if you're still a united states citizen and to honor your mayor right and to honor all these different things how you doing brother craig right this this is usually how these verses are used i'll read them again but this is the wrong context and so today we've got to preach against this for this is talking about how we should be governed by ministers and therefore we should know what ministers should be held accountable to 
This is what this is actually talking about. Let's read this again. Because this is how, if we read this just within itself, matter of fact, in a lot of your Bibles, I have a 1611, so I don't have the same one that you have right now, um, some of you. But if you have a regular King James Version, it'll probably say something about honoring your government. Right. It'll say like chapter 13, it'll say something like honor your government or lifting up your government or Yah's giving the government, you know, power or something like that. Right. But when we read it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're supposed to just honor the president and just pray for the president, whatever the president says goes. Because we render Caesar's things to Caesar's, however, Elohim's things to Elohim. But let's read. Let's read this because many of you have got this the wrong way in your head, and and so have I for the longest of times. And when I was preparing for this word, Holy Spirit said, "You got to make sure that you repent of this. You got to make sure you're very bold and you're very much so making a demarcation from what many people teach in this." So watch this, um, Romans chapter thirteen: Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. But this can't be the wicked higher powers. This can't be the beast higher powers because what does it say in Ephesians chapter six? Ephesians chapter 6 says what? It says that, um, what, what is Ephesians chapter 6? Um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and wickedness in the darkness and high places. So this can't be talking about the same wickedness, right? It cannot be. So, so wait a minute. So, but it says here, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, right? The next part, for the power, for there is no power but of Elohim. Okay, so right there. We should realize that this is saying this is coming from Elohim's power. How do you know it's Shem? I think that's who I forgot earlier, right? Amen. Amen, Brother Vincent. Who are we accountable to? So this is not us being accountable to President Biden. This is being accountable to anybody who serves the will of Yah in high places. Okay? Now the next part of verse 1 says, The powers that be are, are ordained. Of Elohim, because as we've explained before, ordinance is law. You cannot be ordained unless you're connected to a state. A state is a country. So you cannot be ordained unless you're part of a country, right? So if I've used this example a lot recently, let me allow me to use it one more time. I am ordained by the city of DC, but I left that alone and I've now become privately ordained, right? Our EIN and what we do as servants of Christ, we are our own entity right even though we're not our own but as far as the government is concerned we are separated from them we are private so therefore since i'm private i am privately ordained right so you can say i was ordained i was ordained by somebody else but also too that person gave me respect gave me allowed me to go ahead and be private in my ordinance and therefore now if i ordain you i don't ordain you to the state of Maryland or to the state of California, whatever, I ordain you to the state of SOC. This is why SOC is working on land. This is why we're working on responsibilities as far as culture. We're working on things as far as growing food. We're working on doing certain things as far as becoming an order or even being recognized as a religion down the road. Not because we want to make sure that we, we make, make some kind of farce or we're trying to become what people call a cult. But no, that's, that's not what I'm attempting to do. What I'm attempting to do is be in the private you can still do the stuff that you're doing right now. You don't have to change just because we're becoming private. What I'm saying, though, is that when you deal with us, you're not going to deal with us through the government and through the beast. Right? So if I ordain you, if I license you, your license doesn't come through the state. It comes through SOC. It's still just as vital. Right? But we're saying who it comes from is different. Right? We're saying who it comes from is different.
right? How you doing, Tenoshisha? So, so, so we're separating ourselves so that we're not under a certain group. See, so our higher powers are not exactly come on the authority. So our higher powers are not their higher powers. You guess it? So you got to get the context. See, the way you've been taught this and the way I was taught this and the way that we were raised on this, how you doing, Minister Morel? An excellent word again for the men on Saturday. Appreciate you still feasting off it, right? So the way that we usually think about higher powers, how you doing, um, uh, uh, big, big dot, excuse me, right? Uh, the, 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 the way that we usually think about these things is we think about this from the position of the world. So we go, okay, this is saying the higher powers recognize your president, recognize your mayor, recognize your governor, but that's not what it's supposed to be. Okay, let's keep on, let's keep on going. Excuse me. So the powers that be are ordained of Elohim. If Most High didn't ordain it, that's not my power. That's not the higher power for me. See, this is why you got to be careful. How many times have you heard, ooh, Holy Spirit. I, I, we haven't even got that far, but Holy Spirit said pause and sit on that. Look. How many times have you heard people say, I worship the higher power? Right? Um, I haven't I haven't gone through the pl plan because I haven't had the problem with alcohol. How you doing, Sister Nakia? Um, um, I sent you something on Messenger. I couldn't tell. I got a friend request. I don't know if it was you or if it was something else because I already got requests with you. But I sent you a message on Messenger. I don't know if you got it or not. Um, but but the friend... So, so where am I? Where am I? Sorry. Oh, yeah. So higher power. If you go through AA, right, alcohol and synonymous, right, or if you're going through things trying to get off of different types of drugs or, or, or different types of things you might be addicted to, you'll hear a lot of people talk about a higher power. You said we are in the world, not of it. USA is not a government. It's a corporation. Well, it's a government. It's, it governs you as a corporation. It's not a country, though, for sure. Right. But it's governing us. Yeah, which which higher power is that you would ask in, 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 in NA? Okay, yeah. So it's AA and NA. NA, thank you. Is NA, by the way, forgive me, I'm having a moment here. Is NA narcotics? Is the N stand for? I don't remember what the N stands for. Please forgive me. I'm, I'm actually asking to get educated. Um, how you doing, Miss Reed? Thanks for being on. Um, it is? Okay, thank you. So, yeah, so you got AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and then NA, Narcotics Anonymous? Is that? Is that I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't want to be offensive to anybody because I know this actually is something that helps a lot of people in their journey. So I'm not one of them people that be like, if you really had the scripture, you wouldn't need it. No, no, no. If you, if it's working for you, let it work. <laughs> Amen. Okay. How you doing? Victorious one. But, um, but, uh, but okay. Valid. Okay. Cool. 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 So, so, um, so I'm just trying to be respectful, like I say. So, so, so the powers that be ordained of Elohim, remember, so I can't marry you. If you're asking me to marry you through the state, if you're saying I want the state of Illinois to recognize my marriage. So, Pastor Kofi, you come and make sure that you rec I'll tell you, well, I can still come and preside over it, but I'm going to preside privately. You're going to have to go to the state either before we do the ceremony or after we do the ceremony. And you're going to have to go to them because I'm not ordained. And that, by the way, even if you're ordained by state, if you're ordained in the state of Minnesota, and somebody asks you to marry them in Illinois, you have to see if Illinois allows that. If not, you'll have to actually get ordained by Illinois before you can do their wedding or at least be given permission to be ordained because you have to allow the state or the governance that you're under to allow your marriage. 
right? That's just, even if we're not talking about private versus public, even public and public, they don't, like the state, you, you can't be ordained in Maine and just randomly go down to Florida and marry somebody. Florida will not recognize it because they can't, exactly, they can't register. Just like your straw man is registered with the state. It's not registered, your, your straw man doesn't say United States of America. It doesn't say United States citizen on it. It says state of Florida. It's a state of Mississippi. It's a state of Arkansas. It's a state of Texas. It's a state, et cetera, et cetera. It's a state of Oklahoma. It, it's, it's, it, you have to be ordained even to be, or follow ordinances even, to be considered to be property. Your straw man. Right? Even in death, right? <laughs> even in death, you got to be registered. Somebody got to license your death from this place. You have to be allowed by the state, by the government you're under. That's a great point. To even die. Hey, where's your certificate of death? Before you start talking about this and that in your family and you're trying to take the home body, we need a certificate of death. If you don't show me that the state has allowed this person to die. Wow. And we don't think that it, we, it doesn't... Man, that's a great point, man. I'm trying to move on. Let's just let the Holy Spirit have her way. Look, that's a great... Have you ever thought about that? I, I really was trying to push on. I promise you I was. We got time, right? <laughs> I was trying to push past that. But real talk, how is it that people don't recognize that you think that somebody can't deal with you in eternity, but somebody can deal with you and say that you haven't even died? When you die, think about this now. This is, this is why sovereignty takes spirituality. People don't want to talk about this. Think about this. When you die, what has to happen? When you die, somebody's still going to say you're in debt. When you die, somebody will still say, we don't know if we'll allow your land to be given to the next generation. Let's see if you did everything lawfully. When you die, people still control. Matter of fact, now to get into a place where people are trying to download their memories and their visions and their purpose into chips. So that eventually at some point somebody can go ahead. Matter of fact, people have been doing this already. Have you seen the videos where people cry and they have this really emotional uh, thing that pops up in them when they have lost their daughter or something like that? And I've seen specifically they lost their daughter before, lost their daughter to cancer or something like that. And all of a sudden, somebody they put memories and they give pictures and they give all these images and they give all these things and they give them to the state. And the next thing you know, somebody comes up with this thing and put presents a 3D model and the person puts only the virtual glasses or sometimes could be in the same room and the, and the child is reacting to the person as best as they can. And the person knows it's not really the child, but they like the fact this person is still being controlled. This is somebody controlling your spirit, controlling your soul, even after the fact that you've lost your flesh. Yeah, all to make money. Right? I mean, this is here right now. But somebody says, hey, your soul might have to deal with hell. And you say, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> well, hold on. If, you, if you're not in the kingdom and you're selling your soul and giving it to somebody else so that they can have it on a chip and you believe in that, you don't think that it's possible to... Okay. You see what I'm saying? I don't think people recognize. You see it in the physical, but won't even acknowledge it. Now you don't even realize it's a spiritual plane. But if you see it right now in the physical, why do you think that it's so far-fetched? If a human being can possess your child's soul after you pass to make you have emotions and solicit certain reactions to it, then what do you think the devil can do? You don't think that the devil can happen to where you can go to a fortune teller and the devil can have been sitting there looking at imagery and things like that. Talk to the fortune teller and whisper through one of his imps into the ear of the soothsayer and say, hey, hey, tell him that so-and-so's favorite ice cream was chocolate. 
and you hear that, you go, oh my goodness, I, I, yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah, the, you, you, you don't think that spirits can do that? So you got to look at the governance. Hola, mi hermana. Hola, mi hermana. Como esta? I don't know why hermana messes with me like that. But, hey, how you doing, sis? How you doing, um, Roberta? Right? It's wild, D. It's true. But it's true. How you doing, Shabbat? It's true. How you doing, Prince? And so if these things are happening now, why are we so flabbergasted when somebody says these things could happen after you pass? They're happening right now. We're seeing it right now. Some prophets and stuff, too. That's what we're talking about today. Ministerial governance. The ministers should be governing you through a certain way. But let's continue. So chapter 1, Romans chapter 13, we just read, The powers that be are ordained of Elohim. The powers we're looking towards are ordained by the Most High. Big con. Big con, bro. Right? How you doing, Pat? So so watch this. So, so, so now verse 2. Whosoever, therefore, whosoever... Therefore, therefore, whenever we see the therefore, we got to think wherefore. Whenever we see therefore, we have to think where did it just come from. So based upon the fact that all of, all of our souls should be subject unto higher powers, these higher powers are of the, there is no higher power technically, though, unless it comes from Elohim, right? And therefore, these powers that we call higher powers, they must be ordained of Elohim. See, watch this. Somebody was saying, you, watch this. Be careful who you listen to. I'm talking about ministerial governance. We listen to a whole rack of people who all claim to be ministers, servants, preachers, teachers, exhorters, uh, um, prophets, um, evangelists, etc., etc. Apostles, presiding prelates, moras, uh, uh, um, etc. Rabbis, rabbonis, right? All these people. Okay, be careful. Right. If Yah didn't ordain it, especially when some of these people are out here telling you, I don't need to be ordained. I don't need to be under somebody else. That's not scripture. It's not Old Testament. It's not New Testament. It's not Apocrypha. It's not Enoch. It's not Chronicles of Noah. It's not the Testament of Yah or of Jabab or of Job. It's not it's not any is it? It's not, it's not any of those places. When you hear somebody say that, you got to be ready. Right. This is why we have to know law and cult, custom and culture, because somebody will hit you with something. And if you don't know any better, you'll say, yeah, that makes sense. I don't need to be under no woman. I don't need to be under no man. I don't need to be under no preacher or nobody. But you need to be under somebody ordained because you're not allowed to become a power if you're not ordained. I mean, just because we have a piece of paper, I get it. Somebody said, well, I'm ordained by the most high, but that's not how he did it. Doesn't he put his mantle on people? Doesn't he take his mantle and put it on somebody else? Doesn't he take the mantle off? Doesn't he take the effort off and put it on somebody else? Don't you have to be required to go through some training and teaching just like we talked about before? Come on, you need a pastor. We got a whole message we talked about. You need a pastor. People don't like it, but you're supposed to be under somebody. I'm under somebody. I'm not the end all be all of nothing. And somebody had to ordain me. Somebody had to license me before this. Somebody had to train me so I could be ordained. Somebody had to train me in law so I can know what ordinances were. You said you just had someone say David and Solomon had more than one wife trying to say it's okay. Yeah, watch this. <coughs> and even in that, somebody asked about that um, last time we were on. And I'm not sure if I answered the entire question, but I tried, I told him, you know, be um, Q&A on, um, on Sunday is coming up. Q&A is our next Q&A session is coming up on Sunday. But I told him, I said, even in all that, it does, just because somebody does something, just because you see in the Bible it says so-and-so did such-and-such, doesn't mean that the Most High ordained it. Doesn't mean that he said it's law. People made excuses for it. People said, well, it happened and we can't just have these women out here. 
People made excuses because David was allowing the kingdom to expand. Solomon allowed the kingdom to expand. And so people made excuses for it. But the reality is it's not, it's not biblical. It's not lawful to have more than one wife. The Bible even says the Messiah dealt with it and said, I know y'all think that you can have more than one. You can be divorced and all this stuff. But the reality is the goal was to have zero divorces. So the divorces you're coming, you're having are not due to the fact that the law is problematic. It's the law of the flesh. The problem with y'all is that y'all have been divorcing people because you didn't even get married according to the culture. You didn't even make sure you were qualified as husbands and wives. And you didn't make sure you came into a mindset to where whoever I make this covenant with, it shall be an everlasting covenant. Or at least a covenant until death do his part. Right. And he'll say it's okay as long as you take care of him. The problem with that is, it's not biblical. That's abuse. Leah had pro had issues. She had mental issues because that she signed up for it. Let's not also take that off the table because we always get on the brothers. Sisters, you signing up for that. Hey, hey. Now, could you be tricked, coerced into it or whatever? Sure, but come on. This is why you got to know what? Ordinances. You got to know law. You should know the law greater than the scribes and the Pharisees. I don't care if it's a scribe. If it's a pastor coming up to you talking about the Most High has really shown me, he starts giving you scripture after scripture. You better know the ordinance and say, hey, what about this right here that says no? That, that's on you too. How you doing, Sister Nadine? How you doing? Is it, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Zikna? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Zikna or Zikna or Zikna. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but how you doing? Right. So so I'm just saying we there's there's ministerial governance. We're listening to a lot of ministers who are governing us in wild ways. How you doing, coffee? How you doing, Henry? Right. We're in Christian marriages rather than biblical marriages. Remember, before there was such thing as a Christian, there was a such thing as the word. There was scrolls. There was Savar. There was Kefir. There was Bible. There was the word of Yahweh or of Yahuwah or of Yahweh. I'm not arguing you know, dialects today, right? But what we, 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 we must know the law. That's why your Messiah, that's why my Messiah, that's why our Messiah says, you need to know the law greater than the scribes and the Pharisees. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, right in the Sermon on the Mount. So, who, so whosoever, therefore, right, resisteth, watch this, verse 2 now, Romans chapter 13, verse 2, whosoever, therefore, because of what we just read, Whosoever, therefore, resisteth the power. So if you've been ordained, and if this person's following the law and doing exactly what the ordinance say and presiding the statute, providing the statutes exactly where they're supposed to. Thank you, Sister Nadine. Appreciate you. How are you doing, Sister Sabrina? So if somebody's doing these things exactly the way the word says, then they are the power. They are a higher power. I try to stay away from this because people be thinking already the pastors are already always trying to take over your life. How you doing, Sister Kimberly? How you doing? Remember me? I'm always I always try to say clear this and let the Holy Spirit really got to push on me. And I, I probably shouldn't even have her need to push on me that much to preach this. But I really be trying to stay away from it because a lot of people, they don't want to hear any of this. I'm sorry. What you say? Like Solomon with his wives and Leah and Rachel were a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I try to stay away from this part because people think I'm trying to just say bow down to me. No. Y'all who've been part of SOC, you know how this works. I work via donation. If people don't donate, I'm a Levite. A Levite of the, of the highest order. Of the, I'm, I'm a priest of the order of Melchizedek. Uh, just like your Yehoshua, your Yehoshua goes around. And if somebody allows them in, cool. If not, you wipe the dust from your feet. I don't, I, I'm not, my family is provided for. But we ain't out here rich. We technically make 
you know, way below the poverty line. Technically speaking, we don't make the average. We make below the poverty line. No, no, like real talk, <laughs> right? We have had to become very great at expecting the blessing to the point to where we also prepare for what we expect. How you doing, Minister Tamara? So I'm not here telling you, right? But but I'm so so I'm not saying all this stuff. But hear what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say I'm better than you. Da, da, da. What I'm trying to say though is that if Yahweh has called me. Thank you, Sister Betty. Appreciate you. If Yahweh has called me, right? Amen. We think we're poor, but really are rich. Exactly, right? Right. But so us, if Yahweh has called me and I'm doing what he's called me to do, then guess what I'm considered to be? I'm considered to be a higher power. See, you messed this up. We think that the higher power, we're thinking off of the world. Paul said, don't have anything to do with the higher powers. We've wrestled against those higher powers, right? That are dealing with wickedness and spiritual wickedness and, and darkness in high places, right? When, when people are in their flesh, for we not against flesh and blood, but really we're working against spirituality, right? That's a different higher power. That's a different context. But here, this context says, hear me, ministerial staff. We're going to go over this again tonight when we meet up as well. So you get a little preview of some of the stuff. Matter of fact, I won't even need to work that hard. We can go over some business stuff when we get together. But some of the stuff, even when we talk about ministerial governance, that's what we're talking about today, ministerial governance, you are supposed to be a higher power in this. Amen, somebody. You are supposed to have a higher power. Watch this. If Yah has called you to have a business, right? Your business is, is, is farming. Your business is making mulch. You are supposed to be a higher power in that. Right? I don't know too much about mulch. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, the screen is backwards, right? On TikTok, right? I turn it when I need to make sure you guys can read something. But yeah, the screen is backwards on TikTok. So I'm a higher power. If I'm in mulch, in mulch watch this. I, I had somebody before, um, one of our brothers who's still with us, praise Yehovah for him and for his life. He, um, when I first met him, we were talking and he was saying, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really that great with reading and this and that or whatever. I'm pretty great with, you know, farming and stuff like that, but I'm not great with reading. And I said to the brother, I said, well, you can read. And I said, you're, you're able to read. He said, no, I'm not really great with words. <clears throat> I said, you can read the ground. Can you? Can you not? How you doing, Sister Monica? How you doing, Thoughts with SJ? He said, Which, what do you mean? <clears throat> I said, you can read the ground, right? We're so busy talking about people can't read because they can't read how we want them to read. But what if it's my responsibility to read the words, but I might need you to tell me if the soil is ready? <laughs> how you doing, Ahava? Shalom. Right. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You are a higher power when it comes to reading the soil. So I need to be under your governance. Right. What if you use this? Is how it should be. Not always, but this is how it should be. You're my elder brother. You're 65. I'm 41. I might need to come to you for, as a 65 year old to tell me and show me what's about to happen and speak life into me because you should be a higher power, especially if you're in your word. Right. My sister, come to me for advice all you want. But reality is there might be a time to where you're coming to me or something. I'm going to ask you a question. You know why? Because I'm not a woman. I'm not a wife. 
I'm a wife in the spirit, but I'm a wife in physical. I'm not a female. I wasn't raised as a daughter. I don't know anything about that life. So I might need to come to you and you should be on point with this word so much that you are now a higher power. Pastor Kofi, I know this is this and blah, blah. Let me just tell, let me just shape, shape this up for you real quick. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, now that we've done that, go ahead. Now we can get you back to you be the higher power as pastor and I'll go back to being in the, you, you see what I'm saying? How you doing, Yaswan Shim? Right. This is this is how it's supposed to operate. <laughs> this is how we're supposed to operate. This is this is how we've been called. This is what we've been called to. Am I? Right. But we don't recognize. So the Bible says, watch this. For the Bible says, <laughs> in Romans chapter thirteen, verse two, whosoever therefore resisteth the power, who is the power? Somebody still doesn't like that, though. See, I try to stay away from it because people be mess that people get frustrated when you talk about yourself. You got to talk heavy about yourself. You have to walk in worthy of your vocation sometimes. And people don't like it when you do this. Watch this, though. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, if anybody who says they're in this kingdom or otherwise says resisteth this power, they do what? They resisteth the ordinance of Elohim. Because if the Most High ordained them, see why I said it's so important to be ordained? Ah, I feel like this is see. Sometimes the word will vindicate you. Remember, we just said we just came out of vengeance is not ours. Romans chapter twelve, verse seventeen through twenty-one. Right, that's what we did on Tuesday. So I don't have to vindicate myself. I allow the word to vindicate me. I didn't even. Oh my greatness! Hold this. Woo. See, some so, see. I, I said. Ah. They get it. Okay, amen, Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shout there, but we don't have time for shouting right now. I have to do that. I have to put some time on the calendar today. Ah, oh, this, this is, this is, watch it. So whosoever resist, therefore resisteth the power, because I've been given the power, right? It's not my power, but I've been ordained to be a vessel to pour out the power from myself unto you. Elder Maya has been ordained to pour out the power from herself unto you. If you're resisting it, you're not resisting her, but you're resisting the power that she was ordained to pour out. Okay? If you resisted the power of Minister Anais, right, who's speaking a blessing over your life during the prayer service and has a specific written thing out that the Holy Spirit said, you shall read this to my people, and she speaks this over us, and you resisteth what she said today, what's going to happen is that you're resisting the ordinance, the things that have been ordained even before the foundation of this world. Thank you for the love. Appreciate you, by the way. How you doing, Minister Stephen? Right? You are resisting who Yah foreknew, he forecasted, he prognosticated to, he also, what it says, predestined, or he prioritized before the foundations of this world. That's Romans 8, 29, right? Romans 8, 28. You like that part, but put verse 29 with it. Romans 8, 28. All things Work together for Tabah towards those, to those who what? Who love, who have the actions towards Elohim and are called, invited according to his um, um, purpose. What he has for you to do every day. But then after that, for those he foreknew. So although he, all things work together towards those who love Elohim and do things that they're supposed to be called according to his purpose. But he also foreknew, he forecasted that you would be here and therefore he prioritized the things that you would need to do what you're supposed to do. So if somebody is preaching, it's because he knew before the world was created, they would be preaching. If they're truly called and sent by him. How you doing, King Duke 252? This is why when Yahashvan preached the word, 
um, at the Sermon on the Mount, at the end of Matthew chapter 7, it says the people were astonished. And they said he's not because he preached the word. They said they were astonished because he preached as one who had authority. For the first time, they had heard a word that was authorized since before the earth had existed. This spoke to their past, their present, and their future. This spoke to things to break up what they came out of and to make sure, ensure that, that it grew healthily into the things they were going and made them in their present state feel blessed. He knew before it was written. Come on. How you doing, Sister Sage? They, we, we, we have to get to this place. So just stay with me now. So, so, so watch this. Whosoever... Therefore, we're in Romans chapter 13, verse 2, for those that are just coming on with this. Um, Whosoever, therefore, resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of Elohim. Because in order to be ordained, you've got to be part of a government. What are we talking about today? Ministerial governance. How should the ministers govern us? And how should we make sure we're governed by the ministers? And if the ministers get out of pocket, then they, we shouldn't allow them to govern us. And if we get out of pocket, we shouldn't be allowed to be governed by them because to be governed by them should just be simply be governed by the Most High. Whatever they're telling us should be ordained of the Most High. Ministerial staff, I love a lot of y'all. Well, I love all y'all, but I love when y'all, let me say it like this. I love it when y'all will contact me and say, Hey, you know, I was thinking about preaching or doing this or doing blah, blah. Is it all right with you? Now, obviously, I'm not as hands-on maybe as some. I mean, I won't even say as hands-on. Maybe I'm not as, I don't look over your shoulder as much as some do, right? All right. But at the end of the day, I appreciate the fact that you would reach out. Because what you're saying is, is that what I'm doing, I want to make sure it's ordained. I do the same thing. Every once in a while, hey, spiritual daddy, what's up? Kofi, um, look, I need you to, is it all right if I preach this or teach this? Is it all right if I wear this? How does it come across if I say blah, 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 whatever? I want to be better husband. I'm, I'm trying to be a better husband this year, and I'm still missing the mark in certain areas. Can you help me in that? How you doing, Sister Gertrude? See, there's nothing like being ordained, because watch this. I'm trying to help somebody. If I'm ordained, I take the authority off myself and everything that i'm doing there's there's something that apologetically where you you want to make sure you take the authority off yourself right you want to you want to always if, if i'm in an apologetic or a debate situation with somebody i'm always trying to make sure that the burden of proof that's what they call it is the burden of proof i, I want to make sure the burden of proof is never on me what does that mean that means that if it's if, if i'm responsible for it then i have to prove it but if I'm not responsible for it, then somebody else who is has to prove it. And if Yehovah has to prove it, this is why I don't give opinions. I don't opine. People say, what is your opinion on that? I'm not going to give you opinion. I'm going to give you contextual facts. People don't like it when you do this. People will say, why are you always dancing around? Why don't you just tell me what you think? I, I don't care what I think. Matter of fact, I've decided that it's not my will. I don't think I'm a vessel. I work in this arena, in this area, by my own free will, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will it so. Right? So people will get frustrated with me and upset. And they keep waiting for me to say, well, just tell me what you think. No. What do you think about racism? Well, I, I, I think that, you know, if you believe in evolution, you're racist. 
by your definition of racism. No, that's not true. Well, Charles Darwin wrote a book, 1859. It's written. It's something that was by that's uh, by people who were under Carl Linnaeus, who was racist as well, and who thought that animals had competition, therefore they raced against each other, and therefore they came, they were different species that race, so they were animal races, and then human beings came on certain type of animals, and so they had different races, and they raced against each other, they had competition against each other, and he said that it was white, then red, then yellow, then black, and which don't even make sense if you're talking about lighter, but whatever, right? I guess red makes yellow in his mind. I don't know. But, you know, he, that's what he came up with. And then Charles Darwin, who's of the same business and same religion and became a preacher who believed in Ishtar, the moon goddess, right? The Easter um, and, and all that stuff. And he came up with a book later on where he said it's called The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or The Survival of Favored Races and the Struggle for Life. If you're somebody who's down with that in any way, shape or form, it came out of racism, right? Now, Somebody will say, no, that's not what I think about it. I didn't ask you what you think about it. I didn't tell you what I think about it. I told you this is what it says. This is what your culture says. This is what you're uplifting. Love me or hate me for saying it. That's fine. But, but, he, but that's, what, that's, what you, that's what you're studying. If you're studying a lot of your evolution, right? Now, there are six types of evolution and people don't know, right? But if you're studying at least your evolution, the fifth type, if you're talking about um, your, 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 your fifth type of evolution, which is what many people only know about well, then, or only are discussing, well, then guess what? That's what you're talking about. That's where it came from. You can call it whatever you want. That's where it came from. Well, you know, in Kemet in ancient times, that's not what Charles Darwin is doing. He's talking specifically about the struggle of survival for uh, the struggle of favorite races in this i'm sorry the survival of favorite races in the struggle for life why don't you tell these people the entire title of the book because you know it's racist you hear what i'm saying see so when i'm coming from this i have to make sure i come outside of myself the holy spirit has to be able to direct me and bring things to my remembrance a lot of people don't look at evolution as that matter of fact this is why you have a lot of people who swear they're in the kingdom who swear they're afrocentric who swear that they're biblically inclined, who swear that they're Hebrew Israelite, who swear that they, you know, they're wearing their op 24-7, and I have one, I don't, I'm not ashamed to wear mine, I'm just not led to wear it today, right? But they have all these different things, they promise, they swear to you that this is this, and this is what this means, this is what that means, and the problem with all that is, is that you don't even know that it's designed, you can't sit there and tell me that evolution is what's going to be helped, watch this, they'll tell you something like, it's the evolution of the mindset that will bring us out of racism, See, we didn't know any better that there weren't black people around. But why is it that your art, artist rendering? You know, in Europe, we see Moors all over the place. And we see even pictures of Adam and Eve all over the place. We even see pictures of when they had the naked pe people up there. You'll see some pictures from the 1500s, 1600s, 1400s of black people and white people naked in them pictures together. Implying that they must have been husband and wife and that they had no problem and they had the same status. And sometimes they're even listening to the black person. And what about Maurice? You know, you know about Maurice? Maurice, who's supposed to be one of their great um, saints, Saint Maurice, who is usually shown in some kind of um, night, night, you know, chain, chain, um, chain link armor and things of that nature, who's supposed to be somebody who led people out. He's supposed to be a saint. Now, just because he was Christian and he was black doesn't mean Christianity is great. I'm just trying to tell you there. You, somebody had to teach us. To be against each other because of skin color. They didn't even have a problem with I mean, I'm not going to say they had zero problem with it, but they didn't have as much problem as what you think. You have more problem with racism today than they had back then. Think about that. In the 1400s, if you were going to Europe, they teach you in all these movies, like in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and uh, with Kevin Costner, and they got the scene, and all of a sudden somebody says, Oh no, the painted man. They weren't 
I'm not saying no, everybody had seen a black person before, but hear what I'm saying. It wouldn't have been that weird to see a black person. Especially you go over there. You can go over there right now and, and go to castles that are built by black people. Matter of fact, uh, Septimius Severus, um, great African emperor of Rome. He's the reason why England has the infrastructure they have today. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't see the streets that people walk down in England today. And even some of the sewer systems and stuff that they still are using today, they were implemented by Septimius Severus, an African emperor. Now, if I just go off of what I think about something, I could get it messed up where somebody would say, you sound racist, blah, blah. But no, I'm just giving you fact and contextual facts. Septimius Severus, I believe it's S-E-P-T-I-M-I-U-S. S-E-V-R-E-U-S. I might have messed up the smelling, spelling, but that should get you close, right? And you look up Septimius Severus. I see that. I see what you did there. That's a bar, sir. <laughs> I think it's sir. Forgive me if I said sir. Um, and I shouldn't have. How you doing, Deborah? Um, so, so these are the things that we have to do. How you doing, Travars? So we have to be ready to have this kind of contextual stuff. So watch this. So back to verse two. So shall receive. If we talk about those who are ordained and who are doing things by the word and doing things lawfully and making sure that they're doing things correctly and we come against it, it says we are actually doing what? We are actually having uh, receiving damnation. If Yahweh sends you somebody and that person is faithful and is true and is dealing in truth only and is being obedient to the call, is not coming outside their lane, is not being demonstrative, is not forcing you, is not trying to make a slave out of you. If that person is being on point and righteous and doing everything they're supposed to, if you resist what they say, then you resist the ordinance of Elohim. And if you won't do what Elohim has ordained or listen to what Elohim has ordained, then what does it say next? It says you shall receive damnation. Ooh, now I don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. I'm not here saying if you don't listen to every word Pastor Kofi says, you're going to. No, I'm not saying I'm not even going to complete the sentence in case somebody tries to go ahead and try to say that I said it. I'm not even going to complete it, even though I have it recorded and I could tell you that that's not what I said. I'm still not. I'm not even going to complete it. Right. Because that's not I don't have heaven hell to put you in. What I'm here to tell you, though, is that if I'm giving you what Yah says and you don't listen to him. And you're going to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Well, then. What do you think the penalty for that might be? You're going to have to go before the judge. I'm not the judge. Right. However, I'm trying to teach you about law. So when you get in the courtroom before the judge. Okay. So now verse three. We got that. Everybody with us. See, we about to go a little deeper. Everybody with us real quick. Everybody got it. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try and move past you. Somebody got to hear it. Amen. Amen, minister. So so somebody got to hear what we're talking about today, ministerial governance. Thank you for the love. Appreciate you. All right, so here we go now. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For the rulers are not a terror to um, the to buy works or the works of the Most High, but to the evil. So these higher powers, right, who, who are giving, who are ordained, are giving you ordinances and are therefore rulers. Oh my greatness. I'm trying to help you. You know what I saw how important this is? And this don't have to, I'm gonna show you how much this don't always have to do with color. This has to do with somebody's heart. Deep calls to the deep. Come on, right? We're going out, we're going out into the middle of the ocean. All right, watch this. I, I think I've talked about this before, 
my wife and I, and this was when I talked in front of a huge congregation. This is still when I was doing the church thing, suited and booted, you know, had the haircut, shape up, all that. We were just, we, this is, I forget what year this is. This is years ago. Uh, my family and I have been invited to go to, uh, we had actually came for a funeral for our family down in, uh, in the Pensacola, Florida area in Warrington. And um, Warrington Baptist Church or something like that over there. And um, we went there, huge church. One of their um, ministers, our family members, has passed away. We go there. And so all I'm doing, I show up to support. Have barely met this man. Um, have sown into his sons and stuff like that, but never really met him like that. And um, but just come there to support family. So we're there and the pastor or the congregation is preaching. And I'm just simply saying, amen. I'm, I'm way in the back. I'm standing up when he gives the word, this and that. So after everything finishes, we're done. And then the pastor asked me to come over. They're like, can you come over and talk to pastor so-and-so? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's a huge church. So I'm like, how he saw me, whatever. And he goes, are you a preacher? Uh, yes, sir. He said, I could tell because you like preaching. And so I was like, yes, sir. Hey, man, you have some great word. And I started telling him stuff. And he says, cool. He said, the, he said, the Holy Spirit told me, have you come over here? I just need to ask, are you available on Thanksgiving? You know, and that's months away at this point. Um, I guess so. I can talk to my wife about it and see. He's like, come on up down here or whatever. We didn't discuss no price, payment, anything like that. He's just like, come and preach. So show up there and literally leave, you know, um, probably... And I'm not trying to say this because I don't believe that this always has how stuff has to happen. But he had his own personal down there. He's big time. I didn't even know. So he had like his own television stuff going on. So he had money coming in from that. And then he was getting paid by the church. So the church gave a certain amount of money, a lot of money for us coming down. They recorded it, put it on television, all this stuff. I didn't even realize I have it on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, I think. And then, um, and then he came out of his stuff and he matched what the church gave. Right? And I realized... Right before, and what happened was, what was cool is the day before, this is talking about governance. I learned this. So this was the black side, if you will, of things, right? In the same area, though, so we had actually gone, you know, this is one of the last times we did the Thanksgiving thing, but we actually got, had gone to Central Florida to do the Thanksgiving thing, and then we went to uh, West Florida to do the sermon and all that. It was like 10 hours apart, right? So we went to one place, then rode 10 hours. And then we're able to get a hotel room that they had taken care of, provided for and all that. So we could preach the word the next day. Right. And the and pastor did most of the stuff out of his pocket. So uh, we get there the day before. And so, you know, they got a little swap meet. They got a little, you know, place you go outside. I don't know what you, people call them different things. But, you know, they got like a, you can go outside and people are selling their own stuff. They pay for a little, um, you know lot of land or whatever a little plot or whatever they get to sell stuff out of there so we're going through and looking at stuff and there's this um sister you know you can call her whatever you want she's white or whatever right but there's a sister and we're going through i'm not dressed in any particular way i'm probably dressed kind of shabby but i'm just going through and my wife and i were walking through and um we get to her place and she's selling stuff or whatever. And so she's got a cast iron skillet. And either we had lost or I had messed up the cast iron skillet we had before or something. Right? I think I accidentally, like, washed it or something like that. Something crazy. Something like that, right? You know, you're not supposed to wash them. Somehow someone accidentally put it in, not thinking in the washing machine or in the dishwasher or something. But, you know, I, I had done something where the cast iron skillet that we had was that damaged. So... I go in there, I see a cast iron skillet, amongst other things. I'm asking my wife, you know, hey, let's get this, and what do you think about this, and blah, blah, or whatever. How you doing, Mad Bear? And so we're, we're, we're in there, 
and we're walking around and all of a sudden, this is the day before we preach to, to thousands, right? Um, might be, I'm not sure, but might be the biggest group of people I've ever preached in front of. If you're talking about in person, um, might be the biggest group I've ever preached in front of, right? And um, before this happens, we're talking about this stuff and then there's this woman and she's telling us, you know, well, I'm, I'm selling stuff that I can. My husband just passed away and do all this stuff and that um, and all that great stuff, right? Uh, not great stuff, I'm sorry. And all the stuff that she's going through. My husband just passed away. We're having some issues with things. I need to make some payments on things. Um, you know, and so I'm just selling certain things. And so I'm listening to her story. And I'm like, oh, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that I'll be praying for you. You know, what's your name? And this and that or whatever. And I guess either the way I said it or maybe she, because she, she was looking at me weird the whole way. I didn't realize she was sizing me up. <laughs> so then she goes, she goes, are, are you a... a are you a pastor? Right. Now, I'm not saying we should bow down. I'm not saying we, but I'm just telling you, it's the first time I saw that we should be governing. We should be careful about what we do. I, I go, um, well, yeah, we're invited to preach at such and such tomorrow. This is why. Or no, she asked something. And I think, you know, I don't normally say it. But, so I, I, I actually try to not tell everybody I am a pastor, at least at first. Because some people start treating you weird. Either they treat you like you can't make any mistakes or you're not a human being. Or sometimes they they look down, weird, look down on you, right? So they don't even get a chance to know you. So I think Elder Maya eventually just says it for me. Like, yeah, he's a pastor. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm a pastor. And this woman began to tear up. She cries. She goes to the back. Right. The back of whatever little tenant. I can't remember the setup right now, but she goes in this place that nothing can be seen. She's got some stuff there. So apparently she has stuff that she's not she's brought with her. But you can tell she really wasn't going to sell this stuff. Right. She comes out. I still have it somewhere. It might be in storage. Um, she comes out and, and I know this is not the proper, you know, she didn't have the proper um, artist rendering of the Last Supper. But she comes up with this beautiful Last Supper thing about this big and it's heavy. It's weight. Um, carved out of glass um, with precious stone and stuff. And I mean, beautiful. And she says, here, this is yours. She tries to give me everything. I said, I said, ma'am, I can't. First of all, I didn't want to take it because I realized after talk, when we were talking, I was like, this is your husband's, isn't it? And she just starts crying and stuff. And I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't. And I mean, she's crying in tears. I can't take this. Just because I'm a pastor, she obviously had to separate it. She was not going to sell this. This is something that's not supposed to be for the public. Maybe she brought it with her and she was like, you know what? Can't, can't, I can't give this away. This is my husband's, right? But her husband was a believer in the word. And her husband believed that people who serve the community deserve to be blessed. And she was like, the Holy Spirit is telling me. She's like, the reason I'm crying is because the Holy Spirit is telling me that whoever I come across who serves their community, they're supposed to have this. Now, it's like, you ain't heard me preach yet. You don't even know my name. You don't know what I'm doing from up north where I came. You don't know if I got a great reputation. Not we've never talked before, but something in her spirit said, this is yours. And that was one of the first moments. It's not the first moment, but it's one of the first moments that I really got it. Like, if you're in this position, you affect people's lives. We're talking about ministerial governance today, right? Like, if you're in this position, how you doing, Noel? If you're in this position, you affect lives. You hear what I'm saying? 
Like people's lives will be affected. They will never be the same. There are people who you don't even, you don't think of yourself. See, you got to comprehend who you are in the word. You might not think of yourself as righteous and all that, but there's somebody out there that's hanging on your every word. You might not think that your situation is going well, but there's a brother or a sister out there who is watching you struggle and suffer and be righteous the whole time. And you don't even realize that while you were sitting up there, uh, I know, I know a person who had gone to the gym Right. They would go to the gym every day. And there was this brother who used to go to the gym every day. And this person would watch the brother from afar. Right. This person would watch the brother from afar at the gym. And this brother was always, you know, stout. He was lean. He looked the part and all that stuff. All of a sudden he disappeared for a while. That person still was going to the gym every day. They saw that person half a year later, something like that. That person was gained weight, all types of stuff. They never talked to the person, never knew what happened to the person. Right. Then they saw the person get back to working out every day. The person went eventually over time, about a year or so, went right back to being lean. And eventually they saw that person down the road and said, hey, you inspired me because, you know, I, I was feeling a certain way. I had gained some weight. I had done whatever. And then I saw you working out every day. And I just want to let you know that. And the person was with, the, you know, uh, was, was with their friends and stuff like that and kind of was like surprised by it. But we never know who's watching us. See, because it's not your journey. See, may I say this? I know we'll say it like this. Your journey is just for you. What's your what's for you is for you. What's for you is for us. This is a government. This is a governance. This is a nation. This is a people. If you will be a blessing to your family, that means somebody's being blessed by your family. If you will be a blessing to your environment, that means somebody else who comes through the environment will be blessed. Never think it's just about you. So watch this, ministers, and watch this, those who serve ministers, and watch those who minister to their community. Verse 3, for the rulers, who is the ruler? The ruler is the one who's ordained by the Most High. You are not just a random person out here. You are on a higher level. You are a ruler. Not because you're a better person, but because what your standard is, is higher than somebody else's. Amen. We edify. Come on. Right? So watch this. So for the rulers are not a terror, right, to... What is to buy? But they are a terror to those things that are evil. When I come through, evil gets torn up. Next part. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Are you not afraid when you come against the man or the woman of Yah? Are you not afraid when you come against the man or the woman of Yah? Are you not worried when you be talking trash? And this person is ordained and carrying the ordinances and is being obedient. Are you not ashamed and afraid of that? That's what it's asking. That's what it's, that's what the question is. Are you not afraid? Why is it that you'll make sure that you'll cape up for a Democratic Party um, vote or a Republican Party vote? But when it comes to your people, there's nothing that we can find that attaches you. There's no receipts. We got the receipt of you online talking about being there to make sure that you say that hey you know we should support lgbtq plus and by the way we should support humanity i don't know why you got to put them in different categories but okay fine if we're doing that then fine we should support their humanity but why is it that when somebody says okay you believe in this but you leave this alone to make sure that you say hey i'm not going to speak bad against the person who's emasculating people how you doing sister chambers that's the reality Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. I know people don't like that. It asks the question, are you not afraid of going against the power? Not because it's their power, but because they're ordained. 
Do you think Donald Trump is ordained by the Most High? Do you think Barack Obama has, was ordained is ordained by the Most High? Do you think that Joe Biden, Joe, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do you think he's, he's, he's ordained by the Most High? Do you think that George Herbert Walker Bush, I'm sorry, um, was ordained by the Most High, or that George Walker Bush was ordained by the Most High? Do you think that Ronald Reagan... Right or was 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 ordained by the Most High? Do you think that Nancy Reagan, who was out there doing all types of stuff while she while she was married to the dude and before she was married to the dude, you think that she was ordained by the Most High to be your first lady? No, that's somebody else. You see, and that's what it's talking about. See, we have to repent of this teaching. We have to turn away from it. We were taught. So was I, right? That's why I say I repent, because even if I wasn't necessarily teaching exactly what others teach, I dang sure wasn't teaching against it, because I was kind of confused about how to even do it and make sure the scripture was there. I was seeking the Holy Spirit, because it didn't make sense. Well, how am I praying for these people and asking y'all to bless whatever they do when this person clearly doesn't even care about the Most High? But that's not the context of what this is saying. For the rulers are not the terror of what's righteous, but of evil. Wilt thou not then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is to buy, and thou shalt, ha uh, shalt have praise of the same. Do what is righteous. If this person who's called by the Most High is righteous, will do what they do, which is righteous, and see if that righteous person who's ordained will not therefore be ordained to shed light and to help uplift what it is that you're doing. This is why when you're part of SOC, if you got a business, even if I, like, I don't know how faithful people are or not, that's not my responsibility to make sure that they are faithful to Karen. And I'm supposed to teach them about responsibility as far as community, as far as sowing seed, as far as our dollar traveling within each other first before it hits somebody else. However, if I, if I see that you you if you see the righteousness in my calling and I see your business out there, what do we do? I'll see the righteousness in it. And let me go ahead and raise your business up. Let me go ahead and give you another platform. Let me go ahead and speak well of it. Let me make sure that others know about it. Let me make sure that I tell family and friends of it. Let me try to make sure that I sow into it myself. Let me make sure I get a couple copies of the book. Let me you see what I'm saying? Because because if you see what's in me, then why would I not see what's in you? That's a sign that you're of the most high. That's a sign. She saw the anointing. Praise you. I'm sorry. I missed that. I see. Right. It, that's a sign. That should be a sign. If you say that you are a minister, if you say that you are a servant of the Most High, then I should. Then when you see the Most High in me, you should be looking to serve it. If I see that my wife is one of the greatest herbalists I've ever known. How dare I not make sure that she don't got some product on the shelf somewhere? You, you see what I'm saying? Because if I can do it for Walgreens, I don't even know the last time I've been to a Walgreens or a CVS or I'm about to say people's drug, that's old school, right? But a Walgreens or CVS or anything, I don't even know the last time I've been to one, for real, for real, right? But, but, why, but, but I don't go there because I've already got options within the kingdom. Sister Akita out here working on soaps and stuff like that. Well, I, at some point when her stuff is ready or if it's ready, I don't know. But at some point, guess what? I don't need to buy soap from anybody else no more. Especially if we end up in the same area often. Hey, Sister Akita, we'll be by to pick some up tomorrow. I already sent. I'll send you the stuff in advance. I'm just coming by. Even if you're not there, leave it on the leave it leave it on the balcony for me. Something. Leave it on the on the doorstep for me. Something. Have it hidden. Put it. Put put it. Put have a little thing that looks like trash and just put it in there. Put a trash bag out there and put it out there for me. <laughs> you know, I don't care what it looks like. I'm coming to support you. 
We got somebody that makes clothes. Okay, I don't need to worry about other stuff. That we got people that make clothes. We got people that make clothes for brothers and sisters. And by the way, we got more than just Brother Jermaine. Keep sewing in the Brother Jermaine. He'll hook you up with the hoodies. He got the hoodies and he got the t-shirts and stuff on lock. We got other people that's making your clothes. Got the tassels and everything right on them. Make them for the women and for the men. You see what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we have so much. We got somebody out here already who works on putting together business plans. We have somebody out here that can help you with cryptocurrency. Matter of fact, we have somebody that's pretty much gotten us to the place where we almost have SOC cryptocurrency. We're not finished with it yet. And that, right, but that person been working even without me not knowing exactly what they're doing because they're faithful. They're in their ordinance. I'm not checking on them every day. Not because I'm rude. I'm not checking on them every day because I know that's his, that's his thing. Right. And by the way, the way it's shaped up, you know, I got to get more information on this so I can make sure I teach on it. Right. But the way that it's set up, it seems like you go in there and whatever we decide to spend, it, it, it can be spent anywhere with anything. Be transferred back and forth with different dollars, crypto, all that different stuff. This is nation building. You build the stuff up to be a nation. Even what we talked about with the babies. When I go and I see the babies and we make our trips this year and I see the new new additions to the fam and all that stuff, guess what? When we do um, baby dedications, we're going to be doing some stuff to where we're going to be making sure these baby licensing, you know that the baby license can be put on the same level as the, uh, it can be put on the same level as the, um, what is it I'm looking for? Oh, as the birth certificate. So if you don't want your baby birth certificate to be something that's being used, you just get the certificate. We put the footprint and the handprint on there. By law, that's proof and evidence of their birth. We say how long they've been around. We say what their birth date is on it. We put the thing on there. From that point on, there's proof. There's evidence. Right? These are things that are there. This is nation building, but we're not looking for governance. See, when we're talking about this stuff, when we're saying this stuff that's out here, I need you to comprehend this. When we're saying this stuff that's out here, you are governing from a state, from a nation. If there's no nation, then the ministers don't have any power. This is the problem with your ministers, is that your ministers, your preachers, your pastors, they got to check in. Y'all know what I mean by check in, right? Not trying to be hood or anything like that for somebody who might not know. But y'all know what I mean when I say check in, right? Do I need to explain that real quick? I feel like I do. Maybe everybody doesn't know what that means, right? Uh, if you have a certain part of our community... When you go somewhere, you check in, especially now it's become a big thing on social media, stuff like that. If you don't know what check in is, ultimately, this means that if I'm, let's, let's say this has happened with plenty of people that are popular. You can see like the baby and how he handled it. You can see how Steven Jackson, how he handled it. You know, you can see different people that do. But long story short, if I, if I rep, if I rep um, MS-13 over here. And I'm coming, right? So let's say I rep MS-13 in Washington, D.C., right? I don't, but let's just say for the sake of example, I don't I do not do any of these. But let's just say I rep that, right? Or at some point, somebody reps that. And then they leave where they are, and they go over to Cali, and they go into a place where everybody wearing blue, where you go into where the Crips are, right? They might let you go through there. But you got first check in. And let's say even if you both Crips, you could both be Crip. And still, if you're going from one place to the other for educational purposes only, thank you, sir. And you go from one place to the other, right? And when I end up in this new place, then guess what I got to do? I still got what? I got to check in. It's a little different to you? Okay. It could be, Right? In prison, I get it because I did. I ain't did that. I ain't do a long, long time. I ain't do no bid. I only did, you know, uh, what do they call it? Till uh, your uh, 
your nine months or your eight. Well, it was nine months. It's different, but you know, your your right to speedy trial or whatever. So I only did that long, but uh, but yeah. So it can be a little different, different places. But long story short, I went from I went I went from. So when you do check in, right? You basically like when you get to this new spot, somebody especially if people know you're coming, they're gonna be like, yo, like you got to pay a certain price. Right. You got to pay a certain amount of money when you come over. I got you. You got to pay us and you got to pay for protection. We're going to go everywhere with you. We're going to say what you can and can't do. Matter of fact, when we show up, ain't nobody going to mess with you. In other words, it's it's a mob tactic. Right. Remember the mob um, there. What the mob is known for is basically owning. A lot of stuff, unions, things like that. And so if you come against the mob or whatever, so the mob might show up. Let's say you had even like a gas station. Mob shows up at your gas station. They say, hey, um, you know, we notice that you don't have protection. We want to make sure that you're protected. We want to make sure that you have insurance of a certain type. The person says, I don't, I already have insurance. I'm all right. I don't need to be protected. They say, no, something might happen to you that's bad. And then you realize they go, you're, they're saying, if you don't pay them, Right. <laughs> then they're going to be the ones to do something to you. So you have to make a decision. Am I going to pay protection money or not? If let's say you say, no, I'm not going to do it. Then the mob comes in. They beat you up a little bit. They, they mess your shop up. And then they say, hey, this doesn't have to happen to you if you pay protection money. Right. You got to check in. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is right. So so in case you didn't know what I meant by check in. Right. So now back to Romans chapter 12. Verse three, for the rulers are not a terror of Tobiah, but they're a terror to evil. So we shouldn't be afraid of these rulers. Right. And if we do what's righteous, then we'll get the same. Right. So so there shouldn't be anything wrong with us checking in with somebody who's of the spirit. <laughs> Yo, what ministry are you from? Yeah. What ministry are you rep? Matter of fact, this is why the, this is what the modern reason. This is the modern reason why you have licenses and, and, and or, you know, licensing paperwork and ordinance paperwork. This is the modern reason. You ready for this? This is why in modern times we do it. Let's say, well, I won't name a name. Let's say down in the future, minister so-and-so, maybe your elder so-and-so at this point, whatever, but let's just say minister so-and-so says, I want to go to, uh, I, I've been led by the Holy Spirit, because it shouldn't be I want to go. Let's say minister so-and-so says, I've been led by the Holy Spirit. It's time for me to leave SOC. I, I hope that doesn't come, but sometimes that happens, but it's time for me to leave SOC. I'm going to go and join church so-and-so. I'm going to go and join join camp so-and-so or i've been called where i'm going to start such and such if they're elder by the way they have every they you know they can start whatever right that's what we're saying is they have they're on that level where if they felt led by the spirit but let's say they're going somewhere and they move or they decide to be part of something else and they go under so-and-so um pastor x in their congregation pastor x might call me Right. Pastor X, first of all, if somebody says I've been called to preach, I've been a preacher since this, uh, blah. OK, Pastor X will talk to minister so-and-so. Pastor X says, minister so-and-so. OK, you've been preaching. Who were you preaching under? Who taught you? You know, this and that, whatever. Who licensed you? So you should give them your paperwork. Right. Because they need to know where you came from, what you do. Then guess what will happen? They'll say, OK, do you have information? Can I call your your pastor? Can I call whoever you were under? And can I talk to them about you? Right. It's a reference. So then they'll call me. Hey, Pastor uh, Pastor Kofi, Minister So and So was telling me that they wouldn't do this. By the way, I'm Pastor X from someone's from from X and X Ministry. Oh, okay. Well, hey, how you doing, Pastor X? Bless you in X and X Ministry. Uh, what is it that you're asking about again? Well, Pat or Minister So and So wants to see if they can be part of what we're doing. Oh, okay, no problem. Um, you know, I that that's fine. They decided they were going to leave and do whatever. Then Pastor X might say, Well, can't, here I have some questions for you. Um, how much do they pray? 
Oh, okay. Well, minister so-and-so prays, you know, quite a bit. Matter of fact, they were blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, where's their preaching at? Well, actually, they're very great at preaching. They actually, we do a thing where we train them ourselves. We don't send them to other schools. We actually train them in, in preaching ourselves. Oh, okay, cool. Well, do you have anything that I can look at from you preaching or anything I can look at from them preaching that would be able to show me that they are? Oh, sure, no problem. I've got a couple links. I can just show them to you. We record a lot of stuff. We do a lot of stuff virtually. That's what they're actually... That's what's actually supposed to be there. They want to see when you come over there, okay, this person says I'm licensed or ordained. I need to see it for myself. I need to have evidence. I need to see receipts. Did so-and-so, so-and-so saying they're really great in the community. Well, I have to go off of what they say. I never really saw any proof or evidence. I mean, we did do things in their area. We did ask people to come out. We did ask people to so-and-so, blah, blah. They might say, well, is Minister X uh, or Minister so-and-so a great tither? You know, I tell them the truth. Yeah, they tithe all the time. Or, well, I mean, they give here and there, but they don't really tithe. Well, I don't really look over people's shoulder like that. So to be honest with you, I'd have to go through that. But often my memory, I, I can say, you know, they're, 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 they're pretty all right with it. Right. Like these are questions that we would have. I have to answer honestly everything they're asking, because what are you doing? You're going from one set of powers or one higher power, one set of ordinances or structure. Or you might be going from one doctrine to another. So they're going to check everything to see if you actually are matching up. That's the way it works. Yeah, we got to have evidence and receipt. That's the way it works. So somebody would ask me a litany of things. How you doing, Brother TJ? And then I say, OK, and same thing with you guys. You might you might mention um, I come from under, this is a lot of times why people don't even tell you what church they come from. Because if you tell your pastor, if you tell the deacon or something, they might go, oh, okay, I'm familiar with them. And if they realize like so-and-so is off the chain, they might tell their pastor, Yo, you know, so-and-so from blah, blah, blah. They said they was there for like 20 years. You know, their doctrine is kind of <laughs> like, they're going to tell you because we're supposed to check each other. We're supposed to know what the other person's about. Especially if you're coming into my community, into this nation, into this government, you could mess this up. So we got to check you. You got to check in. This is what it's supposed to be about. I know people don't want to hear that, but you're supposed to be under somebody. Anyways, let's 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 hurry up because I got to make sure we upload this so we can get Facebook on. Right. So. So now verse what I really looking for verse four, verse four, for he is the minister of Elohim to thee for Tabah, for those who are righteous. Thank you, Sister Nadine. Appreciate you. Right? And vice versa. It's Tabah as well. Verse 4. So watch this. What does it say? Verse 1 is saying every soul is subject to higher powers. These higher powers all have to be ordained by the Most High because only true ordinances come from the Most High anyways in this government. Verse 2. So we res anybody who resists this power, if the person's doing what this or they're ordained under, what? They resist Elohim. And if you do, you're actually bringing on damnation. Verse 3. These people are rulers. And they are not terrors of what's supposed to be tabah. If they are who they say they are, then they actually tear up the evil things in your life. Therefore, don't be afraid. Why are you not afraid to go against that power? Right? Do what is righteous so you can get what is righteous through them, which is the vessel. And that you might be able to be lifted up. Verse 4, for that person is what? They are a minister. They are a servant. Even the apostle is a servant. Do you know what the word apostle actually translates to? Because we have to be careful. You know, apostolos and all that stuff and Apollo and stuff like that kind of be coming into stuff. But you have to be careful with some of these words, what they actually mean. But do you know what an apostle actually really is at their core? 
right? Allow me to, if you don't mind, allow me to just tell you, an apostle at their core, the meaning of apostle really just means that you're a servant and that you are an angel, you are a messenger. Remember, there's angels, angels don't have wings. In your Bible, angels don't have wings. Seraphims, cherubims do. Angels do not. Matter of fact, remember, spiritual angels that have no body oftentimes are confused with physical angels that have a body. A lot of times people see a spiritual angel, they think it's a human being. Remember Joshua, he ran up on him, said, who you with? Where you from? <laughs> right? Pulled out his sword. Said, well, who you with, bro? Angel said, the angel was like, oh, okay. He's like, you out of pocket, but I, I like you. I like what you got up in here, Joshua. He said, but I'm, I represent the Lord of hosts. And then Joshua was like, oh, okay. What you want me to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? But he said, you're going to check in first. You ain't just going to be out here. Who you with? Wear your uniform out, cuz. What, what color is that that you got on? How holy are you? Right? Who you with? Say some people, that's what they do. We're supposed to check them. How you doing, Elwin? <laughs> and so it says here clearly in Scripture that these people, these rulers, these ministers, they are the minister of Elohim for what is righteous. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. That goes to the ministers as well. Be afraid if you're doing what's evil. Why? For he, for who? For the minister beareth not the sword in vain. What is the sword? It's the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the word of Yehovah. The word of Yehoshaphat. The word of Hakadosh. Excuse me. It is the word. It is the word. Right? The word is the sword. It says, hey, you can say all this stuff, come against them all you want, but you better be careful. Why? Because when they pull out their sword, their sword is never carried in vain. If they, if, they, if they chop at something, it's never for emptiness. It's never for no reason. Be careful when ministers always bring out their sword and bring out their Bible for no reason. How you doing, Sister Tiana? Right? Be careful. When, when ministers be out here and just chopping people up or whatever and they have no reasoning behind it. But if this person wields their sword correctly, you got to be trained, by the way. There's a lot of people that get a sword. And if you're not careful, you would think that you can do all these different things. Right. If you if you go to your martial art and they have weapons, I promise you most of them, not all. Right. Some of them might do from being, but most of them, they're not starting off with weapons. You know why? Because you don't even have the you don't even have the technique down. You don't even know how to throw a punch. If you don't know how to throw a punch, the punch is going to be extension of the weapon. Or the weapon is an extension of you. The weapon's supposed to be part of what your body does. So if you know how to do a if you know how to do a chop, or even a chop, then the weapon that you hold is just gonna go the same way that you're going. If you don't know how to do this right, then you're not gonna know how to do this right. Especially if you don't realize, hey, how what's the length of it? Because if it's too long, if you notice what I just did, that might cut your face. So if you don't know how to make sure there's certain form, certain forms where you might have to come here for that instead of come here for that, you, you'll mess up your eyes. Now you can't see because you wanted to wield a weapon that you're not ready for. You're not trained. So for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of Elohim, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Not the minister is going to execute wrath. But what did we just read in Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 21, verse 19 in particular? What? Romans chapter 12, verse 19 tells us that vengeance is not ours. Vindication is not ours, saith the Lord. 